This is Towards a Feral-Free Future, a series highlighting the cutting-edge science being used to solve the many problems caused by feral animals and weeds. It's brought to you by the Centre for Invasive Species Solutions and is hosted by me, Prue Adams. And I suppose I often get asked the question about are we winning? <laughs> are we winning with managing introduced pest animals? And my response to that is often that, you know, most certainly we are. Peter West, thanks for speaking to us for this episode of the podcast series. What is Feral Scan? Well, Feral Scan is a free community designed program um, consisting of a website and a smartphone app. So anybody can use it to record sightings of pests in their local area, um, the damage that those pests are causing or control activities. And we use the resource to um, help people engage with pest animal management. If a community or individual wanted to get involved, where would they start? Well, the first thing to do is to visit the FeralScan website. Um, from that website, you'll see that there's lots of different pest species that you can record. We strongly encourage people to register um, at that point and that enables them to engage with me or for me to contact them and provide support to them. Um, and that might be that I identify where that person is located and make them aware of any existing community or landholder groups in their area. And then it's a matter of using the resource to the best of your ability. You know, the more information that people record about pests in a local area, the more useful the maps will become, the more useful the resource will become for the entire community. And we work you know, very hard to try and make sure that information that people record is, is used in an effective way to support the coordination of local pest control programs. Um, we see farmers recording you know, the activity of feral pigs on their properties or wild dog attacks or even deer. And that information you know, really, that information can can help to guide local control programs across the whole region. And, uh, and we really do need to look at managing these pest species at the landscape scale, not at just the property level. So we need to work with our neighbours and we need to work across the, uh, across the landscape with our entire community. That's an important point, actually, that these animals don't know boundary fences, clearly. So it's a case of getting together groups, isn't it? An individual on their own can't make anywhere near as much an impact as a community can. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, FeralScan currently has about 25,000 registered users around Australia, which is, um, which is phenomenal. And we have, at the moment, over 400 um, individually registered landholder and community groups using the software. And, you know, there are some outstanding coordinated programs around the country. Um, one here in New South Wales is the Feral Fighters Program coordinated by the New South Wales Local Land Services. That program tries to encourage people to work together in, in large coordinated control programs. And they are enormously successful. And one role that we play is we try and help connect people to those programs wherever they exist. So what is the difference between being a citizen science tool and something that the community can take up? You know, citizen science is, is very um, diverse and 
it, it might involve um, people recording observations of of uh, birds or of plants or of insects or uh, making observations of changes in the weather where a lot of that information then goes through to feed science-based programs whether they be education whether they be research i suppose the distinction between citizen science and what we what we actively do with feral scan is that you know information that people record into feral scan they do so voluntarily it's not a not a required system and and that information helps to guide local pest management so it's it's quite different from citizen science where it might feed a, a research program or something of uh, you know some science inquiries this is about supporting people to use the live pest animal maps in feral scan to build a picture of pest animal problems in their local area to guide management to guide control to reduce the impacts of these species to protect our farms to protect biodiversity and protect people i think it would be really interesting to spell out the range of pest animals fish birds that people can engage with via feral scan there are 28 different species that um, people can record into the feral scan resource those species include uh, wild dogs six different species of of deer many of which we're seeing um, rapidly spread throughout eastern and southern australia and even western australia feral pigs um, introduced rabbits, foxes, feral goats, which are obviously a commodity to a lot of people, but in plenty of areas are still a significant um, pest. In the northern part of Australia, we've got um, feral buffalo and donkeys. Uh, people can record observations of those, and we're really worried about the movement and uh, behaviour of these large herbivores because they often roam onto roadsides and present a major, major roadside hazard. Feral camels throughout Central Australia. There's still a lot of feral camels. They're still causing a lot of a lot of damage and impacts. Uh, people can also record feral cats, cane toads, rodents, seven different species of introduced fish. Uh, you know, one that I, I think a lot of people know in Eastern Australia is the Indian minor bird or common minor bird. They're often referred to, and again, we're seeing that particular species spread into. Um, away from the major metropolitan areas into rural and remote areas and in those areas displacing native native birds and native species and also introduced reptiles so um, in a lot of towns sorry a lot of cities around australia there are wild populations of reptiles such as the red-eared slider turtle they have the potential to be a major pest species in aquatic waterways and um Anybody can use feral scan at any time to record any of the species I've just listed. And is there any particular pest animal that uh, is most prevalent, I suppose, on feral scan that people are, are using to control that animal more often than, than others? Wild dogs is, is perhaps the uh, most significant issue facing a lot of landholders across many, many states and territories of Australia at the moment. Um, in the last few months, we've seen over 200 wild dog attacks recorded into, well, uh, into feral scan. Um, and each of those occasions, the, uh, the software automatically notifies local landholders in the locations of those, those dog attacks. 
um, to keep them informed about current levels of dog activity. And we often hear from people and they say, thank you so much for keeping us informed about, about this current wild dog problem in our local area. And, you know, often my reply is, well, well, you were technically notified through Feral Scan by your neighbours, so <laughs> maybe go and thank them. Are you ever surprised by the kinds of inquiries that you get? Um, what I'm often surprised about, and I have to say very impressed about, is the, the degree in which people in remote areas of Australia are using new technologies. And people often say, oh, no, it won't work out here because of this, because of that, and nobody uses technology. And that's that's not not entirely true and a lot of people have jumped um, jump are jumping into the use of new technologies and are early adopters they use these things well before a lot of people in other parts of Australia so I may have uh, a phone call or an inquiry from somebody in a in an urban or peri-urban area and and half an hour later I may have an inquiry from somebody in the middle of central Australia so you've talked about communities being involved with feral scan. To what extent do professional pest controllers become involved with this platform? There are literally um, several hundred professional pest animal controllers in different parts of Australia utilising feral scan in their own um, individual way. In New South Wales alone, there's close to 50 uh, professional uh, wild dog controllers that are using feral scan to document what they're doing in terms of um, wild dog control but also and most importantly to get a really clear understanding about wild dogs um, across the landscape so as more landholders and more communities record information about wild dogs that information is accessible to professional uh, pest controllers that work for different agencies you know, some of these professional pest animal controllers are the most hardworking and determined people I've ever met. And they, they can spend weeks or more in remote areas without phone reception, without access to normal resources and support. So there, there's literally hundreds of people that we work with that are professionals using Feral Scan on a daily basis. To what extent did Feral Scan get involved with the rollout of the rabbit virus? You know, there were communities all over Australia recording observations of rabbit disease and patterns of rabbit disease in their local area. And it, it created this live map of rabbit viruses as they were spreading and um, emerging in different parts of the country. It was an amazing, amazing to watch and amazing to observe. And every single uh, member of the public that was involved in uh, recording that rabbit disease um, release and, and the response to that was able to watch live um, how virus was spreading across the country and it was quite, quite an incredible time. I suppose the ultimate intention of any tool that uh, aims to document and identify feral pests, invasive pests, is the outcome of reducing the numbers of those pests. Do you get access to those numbers, is it working? Is it actually working to do what it's meant to do, which is control the numbers of invasive pests in, in various regions? Yeah, well, I suppose there's two parts to that, um, to that question. And I suppose, yeah, I agree with you in that um, the purpose of pest management is to reduce pest animal numbers, but most importantly, it's to reduce pest animal impacts. 
So we need to focus on um, focus on supporting people to be able to measure and document and understand what's happening with the impacts of pest animals in their local area. Because yes, we are implementing a fox baiting program to reduce foxes, but the goal is to reduce predation rates on lambs um, during the lambing season. Yes, we do um, encourage people to record as much as they can about observed impacts of different pest species and we do manage a, a, a big data set of over 250,000 records consisting of that sort of information. And I think wild dogs is a, is a great example because we see um, a direct relationship between undertaking wild dog control and survival rates of livestock on farms. Now, people are giving you information that might be sensitive. So how do you manage that securely? Well, one of the challenges we've had over the years is, is balancing the need for information to be visible on the map. So people may record information and it's visible on the map. Balancing that with the importance of keeping people's information private and discreet. And the way we approach that is we give people the choice. We say, would you like to record this information publicly, making it available on the map for everybody to see? Or would you like to record this information on the map and it only be available and visible to yourself and to your landholder group or your local community? And we find that people are using that element um, they're using both elements, so some people are recording information publicly and other information is managed privately. But on top of that, and this is important because we need to reassure people that we manage their information <laughs> securely, we also have a lot of checks and balances in place and we manage information about species in a way that ensures that that information isn't available to all and sundry, and especially where... Um, you know, there are concerns about the way the pest is managed um, in the landscape. As an example, anything that anybody records about the control of pest species in their local area, whether it be ripping of rabbit warrens, coordinated baiting of foxes, or trapping of Indian minor birds in a sort of urban landscape, none of that information is available publicly. And we manage that securely. And we do so because we've got a a responsibility to people that use FerroScan to protect them and, and the information they record. Where do you think this will all evolve in the future? Well, I'm often asked, um, are we winning the are we winning the the battle against managing introduced pest animals? And um, in my opinion, yes, we most certainly are. And the evidence of that is that we're seeing people get more and more involved in coordinated pest animal management programs. It won't surprise um, people listening today that where we've, where we've really had good results with FerroScan is where we've listened a heck of a lot to what people are asking. So that, that's, that's a no-brainer, obviously. In about 2015, 2016, 2017, we did a lot of public consultation and a lot of meetings with people about what they wanted out of this resource for the long term. And we had a thousand, thousand different responses and we still receive feedback and suggestions. And for me, that was the turning point. We saw the resource get really well crafted to meet people's needs and meet people's interests. And it's just gone from strength to strength from that. But we've got a heck of a lot more to do. And one of the things that we do need to do more is 
to continue to support landholders, um, farmers and landholder groups and communities to adopt research and to make that research directly applicable and transferable onto farms so that we get the best possible outcomes from investment. And, uh, you know, we all have to work hard together, but I, I see so many positive things come from collaborative programs and uh, I'm very optimistic about the future. If you feel comfortable, can you give me a, a personal reflection on how this has panned out for you because you have been so involved with Feral Scan for a decade now? It's been my life for the last 10 years, Prue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very inspired and work really hard myself when I see other people working hard to manage pest species. And uh, you know, look, it's been a great journey, and I um, wouldn't change wouldn't change a thing if I could if I could turn back time. The Towards a Feral Free Future podcast has been developed by the Centre for Invasive Species Solutions. For more episodes in this series. Find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series. All information is accurate at the time of release and always seek your own personal professional advice. Thanks for listening.